Hi, you guys. I'm so excited. It's Quantum Magic Mondays, 12 p.m. PST. You will find me here with amazing guests and people. And today I am so excited because it's one of my best friends, Tanya Memi. Ah, you in the house. She is a, gosh, Emmy-nominated TV host, uh, producer, keynote speaker. You were on Sell This House for 10 years and then it was off for seven years and now you're back on and doing episodes you're back yay so you're in texas right now right no i'm in philadelphia philadelphia what am i talking about texas where did i get i thought it was texas because okay so you're right because the first six episodes so we were picked up for 20 episodes it's for the a and e network and the fyi network so it's it's amazing news but then we got shut down so the first six were in texas and then we got shut down because of COVID. And now we're shooting the rest of the 13 to finish the first season, which is 20 episodes in Philadelphia. So that's kind and of why you How got has it. that been yeah. filming in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of know what it feels like the before and after because we were filming just before we, everybody got shut down and now we're back. Um, and we're one of the first production companies that are able to go out one of the first shows shooting really we started oh gosh a month ago and um we were one of the first and i think it's because we have such a small crew and it's a very intimate group and we're making it smaller and smaller and smaller so i think that's why we get to go back but it's all very strange doing all of this in COVID. i can't even tell you how weird it is yeah even us getting set up with this video chat was hilarious <laughs> we spent probably 30 minutes trying to do this it was so great. Um, oh my gosh, where do I even start with you? Because I just like, we go 10 years back already. You crowned me in Miss Canada Teen Global 2010 and you were Miss Canada. I was, oh my gosh, many, many, many years ago. It's crazy. And so like, I, what, I wanna ask, okay, first I wanna ask your opinion on COVID and this whole pandemic stuff. But like, before we get into that, I think, what would you, what advice would you have for people wanting to get into, you know, acting and TV and hosting and what you're doing right now? Because the industry is changing so much and everything's kind of transferring into online and where, what's your opinion and take on how everything's going and where you see it going? Oh gosh, I mean, wow, that's a big question. But I mean, if there's anything else you'd rather be doing, go do that. <laughs> that's number one. Yeah, it's a lot less glamorous than it looks. <laughs> um, I mean, if I were starting out in the business, I don't know if this is what I would want to do. It's tough. It's hard. It's, it's 10 times harder than anyone ever says it is. There's always going to be somebody better and smarter and faster and better at, you know, online stuff than you are and um, better actor. Better. You have to know that going into it. And a lot of it is just chance and possibilities and you know, they always say that success is when preparation meets opportunity, right? So even when you're not working or you're not, you have to constantly be prepared for that day. And that I think is the hardest thing. It's like seeing victory when it's not there yet and preparing yourself for that victory, even, even when it's just, you never, it's just physically right in the present day, not there. And just keeping yourself going and going in the tenacity and the not giving up is hard. And this business doesn't give you a lot of glory. It doesn't give you a lot of, uh, I mean, you get a lot of negativity thrown your way 
for that one positive thing that could change your life. It's nuts. Why we do it, I don't know. I know. And that's, I think, what was my next question is kind of like what kind of kept you going and kept you fueled and kept you wanting to even stay in the industry when you were getting backlash or you got the no's and then maybe one yes. But like, yeah, what was your process and, and what was that for you? You know, I think it's different for everybody. But for me, it was, it goes way back to like, honestly, I've realized this, I'm 49 years old now. So I've been doing this for a long time, but it goes back to when I was a kid and a teenager. And, you know, we all want attention from our parents. And I have two brothers that are so smart beyond belief. One works at Google now and one runs like a very uh, high-end construction company. And um, I just felt like during those years, I couldn't get anybody's, I couldn't get their attention or their approval because I wasn't that great in school and I didn't really excel at this. I was always average. I was the average kid. But then all of a sudden I started winning pageants and I started excelling at, you know, uh, dancing. And I was never a great dancer, but I just liked the feedback I got. And so every time I was out there on stage or whatever, I started, and then when you start winning, so I won the Miss Niagara pageant and then I won Miss Canada. And then I started getting a lot of attention, I think, from my dad and from other people. And so it's like an attention thing. It's weird. Right. I think on a subconscious level, that's why I decided to go into this business without really knowing it. Right. And then and you later find that out, kind of you you discover that now almost. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. That now because I'm like, why would I put myself through all of this? Right. And I was just very, you know, I come from a really solid family and a very loving family. Don't get me wrong. It's just my father's an entrepreneur. So he wasn't there a lot because he was building this housing development company, which now my brother runs. And so he wasn't there a lot when I was a kid. So I, but I was very much raised in the eyes of a entrepreneur, about hardworking. My father's from Italy. He came to Canada with like no money. So I, I was definitely groomed to see what hard work does and how it pays off. And my mom's an artist. So I was very... It's amazing. Like, it's just funny how I'm on a home design show now because my mom's an artist. I'm a DIY expert and my dad builds houses and it's a home design show. So everything I was raised and was implanted in my subject <laughs> yeah, totally. as a kid is now kind of coming to fruition. And what kept me going all those years? I mean, what keeps any of us going? It's that thing inside that we have that we know is there that you just, you just keep going. You just yeah. get up that next day and you, and you keep going. I don't know. It's something I can't explain. Yeah. I feel like that it too is like that intuitiveness of when you know you do really want to be in this business and you do want to be in this industry, even though it might've been like subconscious of maybe the reasoning of why you got involved in it. But I think that it really does call you this industry too. Yeah, totally. For whatever reason it is. Right. Yeah. And people will ask like, well, how do you know? And for you, like, how did you know? Or did you just know? Did you just feel it? I think for me, it, it, when it, well, okay. So when I, I will never forget, I had this moment when I was 11 years old. And I do believe that this moment happens with everybody between like seven and 13, where there's, they remember this moment um, where they either wake up from a dream or have this day or something happens where they're, they have a flashback or a flash forward of, why they're here. I don't know. It's hard to explain. And I had this moment and I, and I grew up on a sod farm. Do you know what a sod farm is? It's like 400 acres of nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I didn't, I thought saw, I, for some reason thought that's type of wood. Grass. <laughs> oh, it's grass. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's my house and there's all my little cousin's houses. They're all little Italian with the bocce ball court swings. And then like 400 acres of grass. So I was in the middle of nowhere. 
And I remember waking up and going, um, wow, I just, uh, I, I saw myself standing on stage in front of a lot of women and I was speaking. Now that day still hasn't, maybe it's come. I mean, I've been on stage in front of a lot of people, it wasn't necessarily women. But for some reason in that moment, I knew that I needed to do something bigger than where I was living. And I knew that I was gonna end up living either in LA or New York and it just all came to me that in that moment. But then that went away and then life goes on and um, the pieces of the puzzle just start fitting together. And I, w I won a couple of acting awards in high school. And so I just got a lot of, I got accolades even younger at, in this business. And that's where I sort of thrived. And I think that's what, why I went in this direction is because that's where I was getting the feedback from. Yeah, wow. Totally, totally. Which so many people do go through this because I talk to, I coach artists a lot and a lot of people, they do it. Sometimes a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons, but I feel like some people do it for the right reasons without even realizing it or knowing because it does lead you and segue into, into different things in life that are like the next stepping stone and bringing you to that next level. And I feel like too, would you say with, did you have, was it, were your parents really supportive of the career for you? Or like, were they kind of like, eh, like you should have a backup plan? They wanted me to go to university. Mm -hmm. right as we say in Canada or college yeah and so I had to go to college but the funny thing was that I ended up winning Miss Canada six months before graduation so I went to college for business administration I minored in theater because that was my passion and I won Miss Canada six months before so I actually left I didn't technically graduate and I feel horrible right. about that um but then my life just went in other directions but that was really they were very very supportive um, couldn't have been more supportive and I'm a big big believer that parents please please support your kids even if their dreams are crazy yeah. don't ever try and hold them back because they're either going to do it anyways and if you build up all these blocks and weird things in their mind they're going to fail so you need to support them you can really screw up your kids by not supporting their dreams and absolutely I was given that gift from my parents some kids also thrive in spite of well you know the more people that tell me no so hey maybe i don't know maybe i don't know what i'm saying here but it's like i'm just no. here in supporting your kids and being you know i'm right with you with that because i think that a lot of times parents try to tell versus guide and like try to be like you have to do this or this is what you need to do versus like oh this is what you want to do i'm here and support that you know and you're a mom too so like what is it okay i have so much i just feel like i have so much i want to ask you so like your mom ava's seven now she's nine she's nine now oh my god what am i talking about you know when you always see them in the same age <laughs> like you were just saying to me the other day um so she's nine now years younger than you are and i see you all the time <laughs> she's like so you're still 20 you're 25 i'm like no i'm 29 now almost i'm 28 but yeah um so funny how how has it been through this time with Ava and having a daughter and now you have, you're back on the show and stuff. How, what's that like for you? Oh my God. It's, it, it's been such a process really. Um, so you know that on my last TV show, I ended up, I ended up quitting my last TV show, which, which sometimes I look and I don't think I handled that situation well, but I did leave. And at the same time, um, I did it because I needed to stick, stay true to my integrity, but then it caused me to be out of work for five years. 
Right. So I had those five years to really bond with my daughter. And that's kind of how I looked at it, although it was really tough. And I think that she sort of um, energetically picked up some of the that. It's difficult to be a single mom and out of work. And no matter what I tried, whose door I knocked on, nothing was opening. And um, so I got to be able to do that. And then COVID hit. And now that we're back on the road, I can't go, you know, I feel like I'm so happy to be on the show and my dream has come true and I'm in a, a better position now than I've ever been with, I mean, A&E is the most incredible network, people behind it, everything, Texas Crew Productions. I couldn't have asked for the most, a more incredible group of people to work with. And I've waited my whole year to work, my whole life to work with people like this, seriously. And, um, but because of COVID, there's a big sacrifice on the other end, which is um, I can't go back and forth. Mm -hmm. So I'm here in Philly for three months. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Three without being able to see my daughter. And it's, it's really difficult. So FaceTime has been our friend, but she's also so proud of me and understands. And I, you know, I, 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 one thing I always want her to do is I, I let her help me make the decisions. So I said to her, how do you feel about this, about mommy working? And this is what happens if I'm working again. And so happy mommy will be and you know do you think uh, you should go back to work and and she's like oh yeah 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 no 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 mommy i'm proud of you you know i i want to have nice things for school too and i want to have nice things and so yeah. have nice things if mommy goes back to work right and you know and we get to go on a trip together so i said after i'm gone for three months she and i are going to go away somewhere we're going to plan a trip together or and so she's a very big i make her a big part of the decisions that i make career-wise so that she sees that you have to work hard in order to have certain things. And um, she's, she's a big girl. She's handling it okay. And she called, we call each other almost every day, but it's, it's, it's hard. Like I'm not, it's, believe me, I'm in, I've been in tears a couple of times because I miss her so much, but I have the support of the network. I have the support of the production company, the support of my ex-husband who is her dad. We have a very, very healthy relationship. Um, which is great. And so she's in very good hands. She's, she's surrounded by lots of love and that's what is most important. A hundred percent. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. And COVID. <laughs> how I'm like, how deep can I take this when I, when I go want to talk about COVID? Cause obviously, you know, I'm uh, super spiritual and into energy and quantum physics and Joe Dispenza, which you are too. Have you done Joe's pro Have you done his program yet? I did his online program. I'm trying to get his course to the in-person ones, although yeah. canceled right now, but I can't get in. I can't, I can't get, I mean, I'm trying and trying and trying and they're always sold out. So I don't know what I'm going to do. So you obviously believe like we create our own realities. You believe in like the energetic, almost life that we have in front of us. Yeah. I believe that thoughts yeah. become uh, real. Your thoughts can, your thoughts have energy, but it's already been scientifically proven that a thought has energy to it. So, so do you think that a lot of uh, what's going on and a lot of the scarcity is uh, fueled by a lot of people's energetics and how they're thinking. Like in what way? Like, uh... I guess like uh, with how scared and the scarcity in, in society right now, um, like for example, the toilet paper thing and just like 
everything being closed when uh, there's an election coming up in November. It just strikes me as interesting. And, um, you know, that's where uh, I want to go deeper into are we, should we be listening to uh, what the news is telling us or should we really be researching more and double checking and realizing that our bodies really are these magnificent things that are able to heal themselves. And, and it's so hard because people get so caught up in the 3D reality we're living and what's really happening, but they don't realize that we have the power to actually really change what's going on in our bodies or around us with our thoughts and our choices in everyday life. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that it depends. So everybody's situation in life is different. Everybody's yeah. current situation right now is very different. Very, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of pain out there. There's a lot of struggle out there. There's yeah. a lot of, um, you know, some of my friends have had their parents pass because of COVID. Right. So it's, um, when something like that happens, you fall into depression, they've lost their jobs and it's hard to pick yourself up from that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have one answer for all that, but I do believe that doing your own research is key and double checking and triple checking and finding out where the facts are coming from. I know that there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Do I believe in some? I think so. I don't know. Like I'm yeah. trying to figure it all out myself. Right. There are certain things about COVID that have me totally confused. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, you know, even shooting during this time, we're very careful. Like I had to, I had to, I had to quarantine. I had to get tested. We're all, I think we're all getting tested again. We get our temperatures taken every morning. We have to keep it down to just a few people on set. Like we're doing, we're following all the guidelines right. very strictly. Right. And then um, in our personal time, you know, we're, we're not really allowed to have anyone else come into the, the circle of our production team, which is good. So we keep everybody yeah. safe. But, um, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of talk out there about all these different theories about, I mean, where do we even begin, right? And so I... <laughs> I know, because I could dive way into all that, but I feel like I would get some backlash from people. So I like to keep it a little surface and light so y'all can do your own research. Well, I do like to listen to foreign news instead of everything from, you know, American news. Um, right. I think that CNN has an agenda and I think Fox has an agenda and everybody has their agenda and I'm trying to figure out what everybody's agenda is. Absolutely. So I know that there's the, we're trying to figure out if there's truth to the hydrochloroquine situation. Does that work? Is that what's, are we being, are we, is that, does it work? Does it not? I have, you know, um, friends of mine, I don't want to say their names because I don't want to bring that into it, but like very reliable doctors that have said that hydrochloroquine chloroquine works. And I, I mean, I, but do I know for a fact? No. I mean, I would love to hear more people that have been healed from hydrochloroquine speaking. Yeah. I hear, I hear doctors talking about it, whether they believe it or not, but I'm not hearing people talk about it. So that's odd for me. Like where are all these patients? these hundreds and thousands of patients that have been cured from it. Right. Or, you know, or are there's the fact of like, which is scary too, that these big social media companies are also owned by the biggest, some of the biggest big wigs in the industry and in politics and all that stuff. So at what point They're are they controlling the content? Yeah. 
So maybe they're talking and they're being suppressed. Right. I don't know. I, I we're only hearing so much, I guess. Like if it's true that they're suppressing people's uh, opinions and content, and I've seen stuff be pulled down and ripped down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's happened to me. Mm -hmm. Video no longer exists. <laughs> uh huh. Everything to me right now. I'm just like sitting here going, I there's a big question. Everything. I'm just learning, taking it in, trying to figure out what I believe. But I do. Um, want to follow as much as I can the guidelines so that I can keep working in. Totally. And I don't discount that at all. And I think people think like the conspiracy theorist thing and then, and then like people that are saying, well, there is maybe another agenda and do your research. People take that as like, oh, well then, so what, you're not going to wear a mask and you're not going to follow. No, I'm not saying don't do that. It's out there. It's real. People are dying from it. Absolutely. But do I think it's inhumane to stay in four walls and not go outside and breathe in fresh air and have a mask covering your main source of oxygen at all times and fueling your body with the news of just such negative stuff and then hearing all these things with weird numbers on testing and positive tests coming back from people who didn't even take like just really interesting things you know yeah i, I heard some i mean this is all hearsay again i mean right. you know, a friend of mine recently actually last night told me that a few of his friends had been tested and then they they were in line to get tested and then they jumped out of line and came back positive and they didn't even take the test so i i mean i don't know but is it i heard that from a friend of mine that I would think was very reliable and his friends, but who knows? I mean, I, this is my thing. I don't want to fill my mind with a lot of this, like all of this scarcity and, and like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I watch the news, like CNN and everything is just very, everything's like red, 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 you know? And um, try to keep my da daughter somewhat, a lot sheltered from the news where I explain things to her. She knows what she needs to know. Yeah. Be cautious and to be, um, very aware of what's going on, but I don't want it coming from the news, the way it comes. Right. So I'm, I, I don't watch the news actually all the time. I'll yeah. read little clips here and there to keep updated. Yeah. Um, and I like reading foreign news instead. Yeah. And um, I get just enough, but I don't want to get caught. I just don't think that listening to the news every day is healthy. <laughs> No, in that frequency and it goes right back to thoughts become things if that is your world and you're constantly listening to that when all those people definitely have agendas there are definitely things going on it's common sense to why are you following that like i feel like people really need to intuitively start listening to themselves intuitively start asking their own questions and doing their own research and that's really i know i i agree with you and just um stand back from it and observe more than get all caught up in it and take the information that you need and protect yourself wisely and um but that's kind of that's kind of what i do I, if i was listening to the news every single day I, and then and there are times when i get caught up in it and i get so depressed like i just I can't even get myself out of the and then i'm afraid i'm afraid of like everything right and Every when you're in that state of mind you're so much easier to contract it because that's the fear level and frequency of a disease and something like that. Dis-ease. Yeah. When you are in a state of dis-ease and fear and scared and listening to that and holding yourself in that frequency, you're absolutely more susceptible to get sick and to go and, and experience whatever that may be. Yeah, I mean, for me, my best advice would be just to eat really healthy, 
definitely get exercise and go and go to somewhere where nobody's around if you can. So yeah. get in your car and, um, you know, try to get away from the city to a place where you can be in fresh air by yourself or with your family, the people that you're, you know, quarantining with and um, do that as much as you can, but eating healthy and staying positive through all of this, because eventually one day this will go away. Yeah. I don't know if we have another one coming around the corner. I don't know, but um, this will go away and hopefully we'll be back to somewhat of our normal lives. I don't know. Maybe our lives will be changed forever. In some ways, I'm sure it will. And how has it affected, like you have now, you are, you have Life Masters, which is your show and podcast. So you've been interviewing amazing life coaches, life masters who have accomplished yeah. amazing things. How has that affected your business and, and what you're doing with that? Tell us more about that. Um, for Life Masters, it's interesting because now I'm, I've shifted a little bit. So Life Masters is basically, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to interview a hundred people that hit rock bottom and I wanted to learn how they got out of it to share these, these bits of wisdom and tools that they used or experienced. And I was interviewing a lot of these different um, professionals as far as like self-help gurus. And now I interview just everyday people that have had these extraordinarily crazy circumstances happen in life and how they got out of it. So it hasn't really affected it that way. If anything, it's sort of added to the depth of the, um, the inner, like the questions have changed a little bit and it's very right. interesting hearing everybody's perspective on it. Yeah. So that's been really cool to learn. I like learning from a lot of different people, how they feel about what's going on in the world today. And so that's always a part of my interview. Um, but as far as my work, I mean, yeah, it's definitely changed, but Hey, I was out of work for five years, not during COVID. Right. And now I'm one of the few that is working. So I'm just grateful for every second, you know, yeah. that we're working. And every episode we get in the can, literally, is a huge accomplishment because we could get shut down any minute from a, a total shutdown, a city shutdown. Not from anything we're doing. We're doing everything. We're doing everything right, but it's like from a city shutdown. We don't even know if we're going backwards or forwards or where it's going to go. So. Right. But it's definitely affected how we're shooting um, even on camera. We have like social distancing on camera and all that. So, well, that's good. I mean, it is important for people to, you know, um, execute and really make sure everyone's staying safe. And would you, if you could give any advice for tools and, and things that maybe help you during these times when you're maybe get lonely or if you're feeling in one of those states, like what are some tools that you use and you, you um, go through on the daily or here or there for you that help with stress or with your mindset or where you're at? I think one of the things I've done is I've connected with people I haven't connected with in a long time over a face chat or Zoom or, you know, Google Meet, whatever that is. But like, I've reached out to relatives I haven't spoken to in a long time. And after a while, honestly, like always being on the computer talking in a room by yourself, gets it gets old after a while, yeah. <laughs> you know? But I think connecting with people during this time has really changed my uh, frame of mind for sure. It depends on who you're calling to. Some people can really put you in the dumps as well. Right. But you know who to talk to. Yes. You even grab a glass of wine and chat and I've, I've, I've re literally reconnected and I love it. So that's one thing. And then another thing is I'm, you know, I'm writing, I'm writing a book right now. So I'm doing that. I'm working on my brand new website. So I have so many new things coming out. So that's kept me busy. There are so many things out there online now take a class. I started cooking vegan. I started, I just kept, 
I, I, I'm doing things that I always wanted to do that didn't have time to do before. That was my next question. Do you feel yeah. like it's almost, has it allowed you and do you feel like it's allowed people to kind of step into like maybe what they truly wanted or who they really truly are, even though it might look like negative on the outside, but really maybe there's like some gold on the inside. Well, I think it's giving us time to test things out. I mean, when do you get time to test out a new career? When yeah. do you get time to test out a new way of eating? You know, like I was not going to sit on the couch and eat bonbons all day and gain 25 pounds and say, oh, it's because of COVID. Like, no. <laughs> I haven't been exercising as much as I can, as much as I want to, because I haven't been really going outside. That's, you know, it's been hard. I'm in Philadelphia. You make one turn and I don't, you know, it's like, I don't know the area <laughs> that well. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to myself. Yeah. But, um, you know, but you can, you, there's so many things that you can do to keep yourself happy for the most part, or at least in a, in a half decent frame of mind. But I think a lot of it is who are you quarantining with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What are the choices that you're making? Um, and I have my bad days too, where I'm totally depressed going, oh my God, my whole, this whole world is never going to go back to normal. And I mean, I get, I get down too. I have my, I have my bad days. I totally do. Um, and I'm curious to ask you in those bad days, because what is your, do you do anything for yourself or have a tool or something that works for you? For me, I just literally, if I know I'm in that state, I stop working. I'm like not trying to come from a place of that energetic. So I'll just like take the day for myself. But is there anything you do? Yeah, I stop. I just, yeah, stop. Stop. I'll put a movie on and just, yeah. And it won't be a happy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the feels. <laughs> Pandemic on Netflix. <laughs> make <you> feel better. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. I just let myself be there for a little bit. Sometimes you just have to let yourself not feel okay and not feel bad about it. Just be there and sit there and it's sit out the guilt. But, and I love that because I'm all about that. But then it's like that balance of like finding when are you starting to use it as a victim or a crutch? And when do you need to be like, okay, nope, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it. Usually it's the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Me too. Me too. I give myself 24 hours to kind of get over it. And then, uh, you know, and then usually by the next morning, I'm feeling a little better, but I have to tell you a lot of it has to do with the food I eat. Like really, mm -hmm. um, when I'm in a bad mood, all I want to eat is chips and like, you know, I fall into my little bad thing. And then when the next day I feel horrible. So I know that. So if I'm in a bad mood and I'm unhappy about the way life is going and I hate, you know, I don't really enjoy wearing masks either, but we got to do it. But if I start, like, I know that in that time I don't eat bad so that the next right. thing, so I really, I really have controlled um, the, I'm, I'm very on top of what I put in my body not only from right. an aesthetic point of view, because I am like getting a little older, but also from a, men a mental point of view. What? Did you look like you're in your 30s, so I'm like, <laughs> but I, I want to be you. <laughs> I eat. I tell people it's not, because I definitely don't exercise enough. I exercise, but with calming things. I like doing yoga and hiking and things like that, because I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> like, right. Um, right. And I'll do the stairs sometimes. Um, but it's like, yeah, I think a lot of it, your mental frame of mind, I believe, is directly connected to your thoughts and how you feed your body. It's very... Uh, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's, I think people don't realize how small of a shift it is 
but you just got to stick to those shifts and like make those be a bit disciplined. And and when you start to see those results, you feel the results and that's when the shift starts happening. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's it's little things, just keep chipping away at those, at those little things, but don't use COVID as an excuse to let everything go. Because to me, I'm looking at COVID as a chance to try something new without the guilt, because what else are we going to do? You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think too, staying in the moment for me has really helped and just really not, not trying to figure out like what next week or in two weeks could be or what I'm really trying. And I, of course I have my goals and I'm sure you do too, but not getting too focused in on the execution of what uh, the expectation is for those goals either. You can't be attached to the, to the outcome of it. You just have to try. one step in front of the other and keep going. And I mean, God knows during those five years, I certainly tried and the world was moving forward. There was no COVID and it's a lot harder to be out of work when no one else is. (laughs) At least it feels like no one else is. (laughs) And no one, I don't know. And one of the things I always say is that when you're in your rock bottom, you feel like nobody's really there to help and you got to figure it out on your own. It's like, there are certain things we go through in life. We, we go through birth, we go through death on our own. No one is there to hold your hand. It just happens. And there are moments in life where we hit rock bottom. And um, those are the times when, you know, you have to change your, I had to change my frame of mind for me. I know this is what happened. And then I was drawing in the right people that then went like this and said, let me help you. But it took me five and that's like. That's an energetic almost, I like to call it, we die, we, we are born and die multiple times in our life because that in itself is almost like its own energetic death. Like you had to really switch your mind and your perspective and where you were energetically at for those opportunities and people and things to be like, okay, she's ready for the next step. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard though. And it wasn't fun. Absolutely. Um, No fun. Yeah and losing everything and hitting rock bottom it's it was really hard I'm still just building myself back up um but yeah it's uh it's been a very it's been amazing to watch you because I feel like I've seen you in your whole we've been friends 10 years now yeah it's been a tough 10 years you're finally seeing me grow again like my wings are starting to spread again you know you've only seen me doing that like but really I would say more on the on you've seen me through the hard times more than the, than the, you know, the good times, but. But it makes it that much more fruitful for me to see you now and see you so happy and see you in your flow and essence. And I'm just so grateful that you were doing what you love. So that's amazing. You just can't quit. You got to keep going. And um, I mean, when I hit my rock bottom, I lost everything. I, I mainly lost my self identity. I had all these accolades and Emmy nominated and all this stuff. And that's who I attached myself to. And then when I was out of work for so many years, because I literally quit a job because I didn't, I thought the environment was just so toxic and I didn't, I wanted to set an example for my daughter. That's really why I quit. And for all the other people on set, it wasn't just women, people on set that I felt were being abused at the time. Yeah. Now the show has completely revamped. They took care of everything. It's a beautiful show again. I, I miss everybody on set and the people that I think were causing the issues are no longer there. Um, 
but I, you know, going from that and having a full career and being attached to all the labels and all the accolades and then having nothing, the phone starts ringing, agents drop me, managers let me go. I have one agent um, that kept me on, was my infomercial agent, Blair um, Taylor. Blair, I met Blair, yeah. <laughs> Blair was the only one that kept me on and I'll never forget that. And. Um, but yeah. people don't forget that stuff. It's funny how full circle things come back around. So relationship building and continuing to always have people's best interests at heart, I think is also important in this industry. He really did. He always stuck with me. And Blair and I have had our battles here and there, but no, he, in the end, we both believed in each other and um, we just stuck through it. And, uh, and then I met the most amazing man on the planet who also believed in me. And um, even during my worst days, he just still yeah. stuck by my side. And I mean, one of the first things I did during those five years, I was out of work and literally lost everything. I was married at the time. So I, like, I lost my marriage. I lost my house. I lost 90% of my money. I mean, my self-identity was gone because I couldn't, no one cared. And, and every door I knocked on was like, you're a has-been, you're done. And you know, I'm in my late forties and I'm thinking I'm done. So then I tried to get jobs, uh, starting a new company, a new business. And I chose all the wrong business partners, like badly. So I invested the money I had left into these businesses. But when you don't pick the right business partner, it's not going to go well. And that's because I was coming from a place, never ever pick a business partner when you're not coming from a strong place. Take the time first to heal before you start making any decisions business-wise, because you're going to make the decisions out of fear, which is what I did. And like, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to save myself. I need to, I need to make money. I need to, how am I going to do, how am I going to, and I did. My daughter and I lived in a teeny tiny little dark apartment um, for a year. <laughs> I call it my, I didn't like the apartment, but I called it my magical little apartment because that's where everything started to turn around was when I moved into this teeny tiny little uh, dark and noisy and everything you don't want in an apartment. That's what I had in this apartment. Um, and it was weird because it was not where I wanted to live, but it's where things started to change and my life started to get better. And yeah, but I think one of the biggest lessons I learned is you have to surround yourself with people that love and care about you. And you know, if that means family members got to hit the road, then they do. If that means friends do, I mean, honestly, you have to be selfish. You have to um, grab onto that little thing inside and put yourself first, no matter what. And those boundaries, I'm finally learning. Oh my gosh, those boundaries are key. Yeah, they really are. And then when you start surrounding yourself with people that aren't constantly taking from you, that are actually giving you and you're giving back equally, it makes the world of difference. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Cause I mean, I, I went through a bit of a dark phase as well in my life when in our time that we've kind of been flowing together. And I feel like that all just kind of correlates with what we've been talking about and how we've been able to step in when you do go through that dark phase and that dark period. And like you said, that dark apartment almost flourished into that new light. And it's like, when you do hit that rock bottom, I, I want to leave people with this is like, there's always that light that's coming. And when you're in the worst part, in the worst headspace, just know that something, something is gonna happen for you. And it's not always right around the corner, but like, I feel like you do need to go through some darkness to really 
value the light and step into the light almost. And not be the victim. You know, you have to really, um, this, what, you have to get out of that victim mode. I was in the victim mode for many years, like I'd say at least four out of the five years. Yeah, I was in that mode for a while. That person, that's why I quit. That's because of that person, this and that. And um, I quit because I made my own decisions to quit. So you have to like, you can't be in the victim mode and expect that great things are going to happen if you just wait it out. It doesn't work like that. Yes. Change your mind, you'll change your energy, change your friends, change your job, change whatever it is to feel like the weight is lifted and then sit yes. with that for a bit. And then that's the beginning of the new chapter. Right. And realizing too, I think that everyone in our lives really is a mirror and reflecting back whatever internally we're going through. And that's kind of a mind definite self because it's like, but people don't want to take responsibility, I think, for what their frequency, where their frequency really truly is sometimes. Yeah. You know? They don't. And they keep repeating the same problems over and over again and not changing and not taking responsibility. And exactly. it can be an addiction to the drama too, so. That too. Taking responsibility, I think, is so key for people and really over, uh, analyzing the people and the energetic connections you have in life is so key. Yeah. And you know, and I was asked by a friend of mine, um, two days ago, she says to me, she goes, well, how do you know when, like, when was that day that you stopped making the bad decisions in your relationships? <laughs> She's just like, I said, when you had enough. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's really that simple. Yep. Decide. There's just this, it happened to me recently where I just was like, I have this, someone messaging me nonstop and I'm like, no, I'm just not available like that anymore. I'm no. just not. Sorry. When you've had enough and yeah. whether it's relationships, jobs, uh, friends, drama, yeah. addictions. Um, but when you inside addictions is a whole other thing, but you know what I'm saying? When you've had enough, you'll start to make the changes. Yeah what it is or start to make the next you're not going to make the same uh mistakes so much you're gonna right it's like how how badly do you want change because at the end of the day if you're okay with banging your head against the wall and continuing to do it then you're going to do it for another 10 years you know you want more you have you're still okay with it i mean that's you want more shit or do you want good stuff which one but when you've had enough and you've really had enough it will stop. Yeah. That happened to me. Came to the point I had enough. And then I, did you feel that in that moment of enough and having enough, was it like each decision started to slowly kind of okay. change with it what you would slowly, accept? It, it was like instant. Yeah. I just got that person out of my life. That person, I set boundaries with that person. I set boundaries with that person. I chose this job. I chose that business partner. I chose, you know what I mean? It started, feel powerful. Yes. Yeah. That is so good. Oh my gosh. I'm just loving all this. <laughs> ah, this has been so good. So good. Okay, cool. Well, I love you. I'm so grateful for this and thank you so much. Cause I know so many people are going to see this and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people and what they're going through and just yeah. to think hearing it from other people and knowing that other people go through it is just um, very eye opening as well. So 
And you really, really, I enjoyed this interview too. You're really good at it. You're a great interviewer. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. I love it. Oh my God. I watch you on like your Instagram. It's like anybody who's not following Shale, you have to follow her on her Instagram. So many I love it. <laughs> Thank you. And where can people go to see um, your home and family episodes? Where can they go to follow you? <laughs> so sell this house. Um, but is it like, uh, do they just type in sell this house.com or? So sell this house, um, follow, really follow me on social media because I will be telling everybody when the next episodes come out, but the show is on, on A&E. So you have to have A&E or FYI. Okay. You have to have cable to watch it for now. Eventually it'll come out on Apple TV or whatever you have online. Okay. But right now, go if you have any, put in the search, sell this house, and then you'll see when it airs. But it's there. Perfect. And the episodes come out in September, and then another batch comes out in the spring, unless that changes. But okay. 20 episodes for everybody to see. Um, by November, we should have them all done. Okay, perfect. And what is your Instagram handle? At Tanya Memi Official. Okay, perfect. On television, I still don't get a blue check mark. And I will tell you this, I refuse to pay for it. I don't think it's fair to pay for it. It's like, it's like paying for an Emmy. Yeah. Like paying for an Oscar. That's the whole social media content <laughs> stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> like anyone can pay. And you're so amazing to watch. So everyone go and follow her Thank because she's amazing. Thank you. You're, we're both going to get, I'm not paying though. <laughs> no, no, don't need to. Don't need to. <laughs> if you'll never get it then. I don't know. Who cares. But thank you. Uh, well, yeah, I love you. Thank you so much. And everyone go follow Tanya and we will definitely bring you back on. And I want to catch up with you and follow up with how everything's going in a few weeks. Okay. Okay. I love you. I'll see you soon. <laughs>